Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is Joseph Helen here coming to you on this episode. I'm teaching on how to prophesy by observing animals and birds. And focus in this particular podcast is on the eagle. Okay, so let's carry on. Now eagles stand for prophets and the prophetic. Prophets and the prophetic or prophetic people. Glory to God. So, uh, because of certain fundamental characteristic traits that they have. You see, as I've taught you time and again, if you want to hear the voice of God, observe nature. Observe the things is created. This is something I say over and over and over again. And I'm going to read that scripture from Romans 1 verse 20 to explain to you why we are talking about animals and when we're talking about birds, insects and trees and stuff like that. This is because I would want you to know how to communicate with God, how to hear God yourself so that he can instruct you. He instructs his children in dreams. Job 33 verse 15. He says when deep slumber comes upon his people, then he opens their ears and instructs them. So you need to know how God talks. He's not going to speak your language, even though he can, and sometimes he does. But God usually speaks through thoughts, through images, through impressions, through nature, similitudes, things that are similar to something, through dreams and visions. Now, Romans 1 verse 20 says, if I read from International Standard Version, it says, Uh, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been understood and observed by what he made so that people are without excuse. So since the creation of the world, God's invisible attributes. Now, God's attributes are invisible. He is invisible himself. Now, he's also inaudible, okay, as a deity, as God. So he has chosen to use codes to communicate with us. So the Bible says his invisible attributes and those invisible attributes are things like his eternal power and divine nature. The Bible says they are understood and observed by what he has made. Okay. And then the Holy Spirit through Paul here says, so that people are without excuse. So that means every person has heard God. Every person has heard God speak. So no one has an excuse. Now, in his mercy and grace, he sends us to make these things clearer to you and simpler for you. Okay? I can see Wall Gold says, keep your love together. God bless you. Thank you so very much. Love you guys. Mary Eunice watching from Nanyuki. Blessings indeed. Love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to teach you people how to prophesy. I want to teach you how to prophesy and uh, how to understand the voice of God. Okay. Glory to Jesus forevermore. Glory to Jesus. Okay. Are we on YouTube? Well, it looks like it's uh, ended on my side. Yeah. 
All right. Sometimes we've had fluctuating internet here and sometimes it makes it difficult for us to broadcast to you in both platforms, Facebook and YouTube. So sometimes one of them goes off, okay, depending on the strength of internet. But we'll carry on. I will upload the uh, this message on YouTube a little later. Okay. Glory to Jesus. All right, so let's carry on. So if you want to hear God's voice, you will hear his voice by watching the natural things around you, the things he has made. And this is the reason why now I'm teaching you how to prophesy by observing the eagle. Now, prophesying, ladies and gentlemen, it's not just predicting the future. Prophecy is the voice of the Holy Spirit. He talks prophetically. So that prophecy then is a conduit of the voice of the Holy Spirit. So after he speaks to you, you speak forth that which he told you. That's what we call prophecy. Okay? After he speaks to you, you speak forth that which he has told you. And now I want to teach you how to know that he has spoken to you or how he speaks to you as his child. Okay? I remember... Yesterday, I was talking to a dear friend of mine from the United States, and she was asking me about time travel. And I began to explain to her that time travel really is a prophetic code. In fact, that's what we call prophetic code number eight, where you can travel back in time or you can travel forward in time. And it looks as real as if you're right there. And as I explained to her, she wanted to to know more details. So I said, okay, I'm going to travel to where you are right now and when I traveled to where she was I got into her house and started explaining to her the things that were in her house and you see I'm in Nairobi Kenya she lives in the United States and I began to explain to her things that were there so she wondered how do you know these things it's because we have learned how to operate in the prophetic because God is not limited by time he is beyond time okay he's the same yesterday today and forever So, if it's the same yesterday, it means yesterday and today and forever are all in today. So, I can see forever, I can see yesterday, I can also see today. Because he is like that. By having faith in him, I'm able to appreciate the fact that it's actually possible to know what's in the past, what's in the present, and what's going to happen in the future. And it's also possible to travel there. So, I remember telling her, please check your right, your right front tire the PSI is low okay to be precise the PSI was 26 and she said nah 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 Um, (laughs) my cowardice tells me that the PSI is low I said no it it doesn't it doesn't hurt to check just go and check and when she checked it oh my goodness the PSI is 26 it's low exactly as you had said so how did I know how how do you measure PSI do you even have equipment You see, the Spirit of God enables us to know these things. Then I spoke to her about so many other things. I think we we were talking, chatting on WhatsApp for probably three hours after that, just doing prophecy and showing her so many things about the mercies of God and the goodness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So I want you to be like that. I want you to know things. And God is a wonderful God. He wants you to know stuff. 
God doesn't want you to walk in darkness. He wants you to walk in light. The word of God is light. And that word gives you knowledge. The Bible says the entrance of the word of God gives light. And it makes the simple to have understanding. So God can give you understanding in these things. So I want to talk about the ego. The ego stands for the prophetic. Anything prophetic, that's the ego. In fact, in the Bible, there are angels that look exactly like eagles. The cherubim look like eagles, yeah? The cherubim have four faces. One face is that of a cow, another face is that of a lion, another face is that of uh, a human being, and another one is the face of an eagle. So, if you look at a cherub on one side, you'll think, oh, that's a lion. But if you look at the other side, you think, oh, that's a human being. And if you look at another one, you say, oh, that's a cow or a bull and on the other end they think that's an eagle and their feet look like the feet of calves okay so if you see the feet of a cherub they look like the feet of a calf or a cow all right so they look like a cow but then they have four four faces four heads really okay and four wings now one of the one of the faces that of an eagle, just to show you that an eagle is a prophetic creature or a prophetic bird. And of course, in uh, Revelation, you'll also find eagles there. Revelation chapter 4, I'm coming to that a little later. And you'll find certain beasts that worship God. These ones now have six wings, but they're separate. Uh, they look like eagles. Um, different, they look like different creatures and they worship God saying holy, holy, holy okay, holy, holy, holy and when they do that, the elders the 24 elders bow down and they say uh, who will not fear you because all nations will come and worship you, yeah, they say you are worthy O Lord to receive glory and honor because you created all things and for your pleasure they are and were created. How beautiful. So the elders say those things after these creatures, four different types of creatures or beasts, one of them looks exactly like an eagle. And when they say holy, holy, holy before the throne of Jesus, the elders fall flat on their faces, prostrating themselves before Jesus. And there's such significant worship in heaven during such a time. So if you look at Ezekiel 1 verse 10, the Bible says, As for the likeness of their faces, they four had the face of a man, the face of a lion on the right side, face of a man and the face of a lion on the right side. This is the cherubim. And uh, they four had the face of an ox, ox like a bull, on the left side, and they four had the face of an eagle. Okay? Now, eagles build their nests on cliffs of rocks or on top of very tall trees, on mountains, they like to hide their nests because eagles are so huge. There are different types of eagles, 60 different species of eagles. Now you have the the, the happy eagle, we have the snake eagle, we have the golden eagle, so many different types of eagles. So I'm not going to mention all of them. You can Google them. You'll find so much information about eagles. But I want to talk about the general characteristic qualities or general characteristic tendencies of eagles, which when you observe, then you get to know God's eternal power and his divine nature. His eternal power and his divine nature is his prophetic ability. That's how he talks. That's how he does his things. You want to know the nature of God, observe what is created. So when you get to know these animals and these birds and these creatures in their natural habitat, 
And if you look at their characteristic qualities, then you'll start understanding how God operates. So God can speak to you by showing you an ego. Last Tuesday, I talked to you about different reptiles, you know, for example, a lizard. I talked to you about a tortoise, turtle. I talked to you about snakes and things like that, different creatures and the way God speaks. I talked to you about certain birds, for example, the ostrich. So when you observe them, it's the Spirit of God that tells them what to do, okay? The Spirit of God tells them what to do. And you see, scientists call that instinct, but that instinct must be originating from somewhere. Everything originates from someplace. Okay, so that instinct is the voice of the Holy Spirit that tells them, build your nest this way, look for your food this way, uh, groom yourself or your plumage this way if, you're, if they're birds, and take care of your young this way. It's the Spirit of God that instructs them on what to do. And most people think things just happen by themselves. No, that's not the case. The Spirit of God literally explains to people and explains to creature, including plants, Everything that you see moves on the face of the earth, even the oceans and the seas. The Spirit of God talks to them and gives them instructions on what to do. That constellation is under the instructions of the Holy Spirit. So they are commanded to praise the Lord. They utter speech. They declare knowledge. So by knowing how eagles operate, you will start understanding the things of God. All right. So they like to hide on a cleft of a rock. And they are birds of the wind. They really have mastered the wind. Remember, the wind stands for the Holy Spirit. So a Christian who follows the Holy Spirit, who walks in the, in the Spirit, who enjoys the things of the Spirit, is called an eagle Christian or a prophetic Christian, okay? Now, eagles live up to 50 years. They live up to 50 years. And sometimes they go up to 70 years. Now, the beautiful thing about eagles is that when they are old, when they reach 40, you remember 40 in the prophetic stands for suffering, 40. After 40, there's going to be freedom and redemption and salvation. Jesus was uh, tempted for 40 days. So number 40 always stands for some trial, some test. Something is supposed to lift you up and encourage you so that you become the best you're supposed to be. That is number 40. So after an eagle reaches the 40th year, the eagle will go to the desert, a lonely place, and will pluck off its uh, talons, you know, the claws, and will uh, pluck off the beak, and will remove the plumage, the feathers and all that, until it remains featherless, totally defeathered. Now, it takes about five months for that eagle to regrow the beak and to regrow the talons the, and to regrow the wings. After that, it is renewed. It becomes a new thing. It lives another 30 years. So an eagle is the only animal that renews its youth. Okay? It's like it gets born again. You get that. So the eagle represents a child of God, the one full of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to give you scriptures to help you there. Okay? They're huge creatures. You know, the length of an eagle from the tail to the beak can be a, a whole meter. That's quite big. Yeah, a whole meter. Now, remember, an, a meter for an average, an average adult, a meter is like the, the length of your arm. 
yeah, an average adult, okay? Now, when they spread their wings, their wings span up to two meters. They're from the one tip to another tip. So that's a really huge, huge creature, okay? Now, uh, an eagle stands for salvation, all right? An eagle stands for salvation. Remember, after suffering, after 40, it's like being in Egypt, okay? After 40, the eagle is born again. It experiences a rebirth, okay? After 40, it experiences a rebirth exactly the way you were born again, okay? Now, I don't want to go into all those details right now about uh, numeric prophetic values of numerals and stuff because I have a separate teaching on that. But I just want to pass through this, okay? So the old self of the eagle goes away and a new self comes to play, okay? Eagles master the storm. When there's a storm, they fly right above the storm and they use the power of the storm to fly. Now, eagles are very swift and they have very sharp eyesight, which is why they're prophetic. Because prophetic people can see even through a wall. They can see from a distance. For example, I can see where you are and the things you're doing if I focus my prophetic eyes in that direction. Glory to Jesus. An eagle masters child rearing, you know, like the eaglets, the little ones of an eagle, when it's time for them, which is probably sometimes about three to five years, when they're ready to fly, do you see how they raise their kids for such a long time? They're eaglets. When they're ready to fly, the mother eagle uh, spreads the wings. After spreading the wings, then the mother eagle flies and then comes back and then begins to remove all the feathers, all the soft things from the nest so that the eaglets start feeling uncomfortable there. And then the mother eagle throws them out, and as they are fumbling and struggling, she swoops underneath and carries them back to the nest, and the nest is uncomfortable, and they're thrown out. After some time, they learn to fly. That's your Christian walk. So the difficulties that you go through in your Christian life are supposed to help you fly. They are supposed to help you depend on the Holy Spirit. Remember, an eagle renews its youth. It gets born again. Someone of 3 verse 5 says who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like that of an eagle. So that the eagle renews its youth. Isn't that beautiful? Okay. Now, they are swift. They are really, really swift. Now, the snake eagle, you know, we have the fish eagle, we have the snake eagle, we have the happy eagle, we have the golden eagle, and over 60 different types. Now, the snake eagle will look for a poisonous snake, will grab that snake, and then lift it up all the way to the air. Now, snakes just freeze. They're paralyzed when they're in the air. They don't know what to do. They can't move when they're in the air because they're not used to that. So, the snake feels paralyzed in the air. The eagle will grab it, lift it up, and it can't do anything when it's up there. It can't bite nothing. And then the eagle will aim for a rock and drop it there until it shatters. And that's how the eagles kill snakes. Sometimes they just you know, crush their head, you know, with their beaks. But most of the times they'll take the poisonous snake and drop it onto a rock. Then it swoops back and grabs it and eats it. That's a Christian who follows the Holy Spirit, who's full of the Holy Spirit, can defeat the devil and his demons the very same way eagles defeat snakes. You get that? Now, difficulties usually will not discourage an eagle. A storm that destroys things becomes an eagle's transport means or means of transport. 
Okay? So that's so powerful. If you look at the book of Deuteronomy 32, verse 11 to 14, Deuteronomy 32, verse 11 to 14, I want to talk to you about um, what the Bible says of how an eagle raises the young. The Bible says, As an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings. So the Lord alone did lead him, and there was no strange God with him. Now hear that. As an eagle stirs up her nest. So this is when the eaglets are ready to fly. So the mother wants to teach them how to fly. The same way when God wants you to mature, there's certain things he's not going to do for you. You can't say in the name of Jesus and things just happen as easily as they used to in the past. No, things, things get a bit more difficult so that you can get deeper into the word of God so that you can mature a bit more. If God wants to bless your marriage, a, a couple of issues and difficulties will arise in your marriage so that you may grow up and mature. If God wants to bless you financially, you'll find yourself having financial difficulties here and there so that you can spread your wings and fly, so you can depend on him for wisdom to grow. So the Bible says here, the eagle stirs up her nest. That means the eagle removes all the soft stuff, the feathers and all the things it had used to create a big, big nest. And the Bible says it flutters over the young. That means spreading the wings and then it demonstrates how flying is done to the young. And the Bible says spread it abroad her wings. Then she spreads her wings abroad and then takes them and bears them on her wings. So she, she literally throws them out of the nest. And before they can hit the ground, the eagle swoops underneath and carries them back. So as time goes by, they start getting used to the air. They start getting used to to flying and then they begin to copy the mother so that's how the spirit of god leads you as well there are certain difficulties you're going through right now that are good for you because they are teaching you how to fly how to rise beyond mediocrity how to rise beyond that level where you are right now to a higher level so there are certain difficulties that are good for you they are not brought by God, but they're used by God so that he can learn to get out of that uncomfortable or out of that level of discomfort to a higher level. Remember, things are always easier the higher you go. Things are quite hard underneath. Eagles don't nest on the ground. They nest on top of hills, on top of mountains, on top of very tall trees, and they hide their nest. No creature, no other uh, animal or other bird can access their nest. That's how eagles operate. And that's you. You are hidden in the secret place of the Most High. You see, eagles like the crab or the cleft of a rock. A cleft means a secret place. And the rock is Jesus himself. And that's where you hide as a child of God. I can see my wonderful friend, Jethan Jagunas online. God bless you, my dear. I love you so much. Jethan Jagunas online too. God bless you. Love you guys so very much. Okay. Now, so, Deuteronomy 32, 11 to 14, let me just read that again. As an eagle stirs up her nest, flutters over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, bearing them on her wings. Verse 12, so the Lord alone did lead him, and there was no strange God with him. Look at that. That's how God led the Israelites. Verse 13, he made him ride on the high places of the earth. See, the eagles ride high. They don't ride low. And you are supposed to ride high. This coming year, you're riding high in the name of Jesus. You're not living a low life anymore because you are God's eagle. Uh, the Bible says he made him ride on the high places of the earth that he might eat the increase of the fields. There's going to be increase in your life this next year. In the mighty name of Jesus, you'll eat the increase of the field. Your businesses are going to increase. The things you do will increase in the mighty name of Jesus. 
and he made him to suck honey out of the rock. You see, honey is the, the food of the prophets. I was teaching you on Tuesday that prophets eat honey because honey, honey opens your eyes to see the spiritual realm. Honey enlightens you. Glory to God. Honey teaches you to hate evil and to love what is right. Glory to God. That he made him to suck honey out of the rock. And the rock is Jesus Christ. You know, a rock is symbolic of Jesus. When you see a rock in the prophetic realm, you are seeing Jesus, okay? And oil out of the flinty rock. Oil coming out of the rock. That's anointing that comes from Jesus. Glory to God. Verse 14, butter of kind. Butter stand for the revealed word of God. And milk of sheep. Glory to Jesus. Milk of sheep with fat of lambs and and rams of the breed of Bashan and goats with the fat of kidneys of wheat. You did drink the pure blood of the grape. You see, the blood of the grape stands for the Holy Spirit. So all these things stand for the Holy Spirit. They stand for Jesus. The rock stands for Jesus. The wine stands for the Holy Spirit. The lamb stands for Jesus, the sacrifice, the one who was sacrificed for us. The blood, of course, stands for the blood of Jesus. See, all these originate from the fact that God raised the Israelites the same way an eagle raises its eaglets. You're going to fly high. You're going to eat the good of the land. In the mighty name of Jesus, receive it in Jesus' name. I can see Kamara Visuals is online. God bless you so much. I love you very much. Now, so the life of an eagle is symbolic of the life of a Christian. But if you see an eagle in the spiritual realm, if you see an eagle in a dream or in the spiritual realm, then please remember all these things that I'm teaching you. So an eagle masters trouble and always overcomes, okay? There's nothing that's difficult for an eagle. Eagles, the snake eagle goes for poisonous snakes, not the non-poisonous ones, okay? So demons cannot survive in the presence or in the atmosphere of a person who knows the Holy Spirit and who is full of the Holy Spirit, you, okay? So an eagle, having mastered the air, is symbolic of a child of God who has mastered the wind of God, the breath of God, who knows how to relate to the Holy Spirit, a Christian who is led by the Holy Spirit. Glory to Jesus forevermore. Okay, now, an eagle symbolizes deliverance and salvation. An eagle symbolizes deliverance and salvation. Remember, it renews its youth, just like you are given new life in Christ Jesus. The eagle after 40 years will pluck off everything and then everything grows again and the eagle becomes brand new that's what the bible says he renews my youth like the eagle okay glory to god so deliverance and salvation is one powerful uh, thing that the eagle symbolizes so eagles stand for victory power strength dominion deliverance sustainable elevation um and salvation okay sustainability or sustainable elevation and salvation. Exodus 19 verse 4. The Bible says, You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians and how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. God literally carried the Israelites on eagles' wings. He sent them angels to help them out of Egypt. That's the same thing he's done for you. So when Satan wanted to kill the uh, uh, baby Jesus, God gave Mary the wings of an eagle and delivered her and her son from Herod. And Herod was a symbol of a devil. In Revelation 12, verse 4, the Bible says, Unto the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she's nourished from for a time, and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. You see, God uses an eagle to show salvation and deliverance. 
You know, God spoke to Job about the nature of an eagle. He taught Job to operate like an eagle if he was to defeat the devil. So the devil or the snake attacked Job. You know the story of Job. And then God begins to speak to Job in Job 38, going onwards. And God would explain to Job about himself and about the devil, about Leviathan, the devil, and about God. So God talks to Job about an eagle, okay, that dwells on the cleft or the crag of a rock. And remember the rock stands for Jesus himself, okay? The one who is hid in Christ has tremendous power and authority. So Job 39, verse 27 to 30. Job 39, 27 to 30. The Bible says, Does the eagle mount up at your command and make her nest on high? She dwells and abideth on the rock, upon the crag of the rock, and the strong place. That's where you live, in the cleft of the rock, in the secret place of the Most High. You see, Psalm 91 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You dwell in the secret place of the Most High, under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, if you read the book of Luke chapter 1, 30 all the way to 38, or let's just say 35, the angel of the Lord speaks to Mary and, and tells Mary, this was Gabriel, and Gabriel tells Mary, you're going to get a child but without a man. And Mary says, how shall this be? And the angel says that the, the power from on high, the spirit of God shall come upon you and the power from on high will overshadow you. After you're overshadowed, you will conceive supernaturally. And Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. So a person who is an eagle Christian hides in the cleft of the rock, in the secret place of the Most High, under the shadow of the Almighty. If you're under the shadow of the Almighty, you become productive. You become supernaturally productive. You're protected from sickness and disease and all the vicissitudes of life because you have understood, believed, and confessed that you're an eagle Christian. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I can see Jennifer Elizabeth is online. God bless you, my dear. I love you so very much. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus forevermore. She says she eats honey every day. That's a powerful thing to do. James Casillo says, good, good teaching, Papa. God bless you so very much. My precious sister Nelly is online too. God bless you. Love you guys. Hallelujah. Jennifer said God showed her whatever we're talking about right now. He's a speaking God. He'll always show you these things, yeah? So you dwell in the cleft of the rock. You're hidden from danger. You're hidden from sickness. You're hidden from disease. You're hidden from the things of life. But if any trouble comes your way, remember the eagle has mastered the storm. The eagle flies right above the storm, the eye of the storm, the place where there's safety and security. But the eagle uses the wind, the wind, that storm, to carry it. So the troubles that come your way are supposed to elevate you. They're not supposed to bring you down. So don't complain when things are hard. Instead, overcome them because you are an eagle. Glory to God. And the Bible says in Job 39 verse 29, From there she seeks her prey and her eyes behold afar off. So you have eyes to see. You are a prophetic person. When you hear this word, your eyes begin to open. So you're able to see the things of God just like the eagle. Okay? And the Bible says in verse 30, her young, one also, her young ones also suck up blood, and where the slain are, there is she. So the young ones, that means the ones who are born of God, they take the blood of Jesus. They take the body and the blood of Jesus. They suck up blood. Okay? We're not talking about literal blood here. We're talking about the blood of Jesus. And when you take the blood of Jesus, the Bible says you become eternal. Just like eagles keep renewing their youth. They are creatures that don't, they are really not meant to die. But can you imagine a bird 
of the air living for 70 years. When some human beings can go beyond 40. And a bird of the air can live up to 70. When the eagle realizes, oh, I'm 40 now. It says, look, I need more years. So it plucks off the beak and plucks off the talons and plucks off the feathers until it looks naked, featherless. And it's there. There's no beak, so it cannot eat. The beautiful thing is that God in his mercy will send other eagles to drop for it meat that's easy to swallow. So it sustains someone. And this process takes five months. Remember, five is the number of grace. The grace of God will sustain you in Jesus' name. And your youth is going to be renewed like that of an eagle in Jesus' name. You're not aging in Jesus' name. God is restoring your youth so you can start planning for your life again. You want to get married, there's time to get married. You want to do business, there's time to do business. You want to serve the Lord, there's time to serve the Lord. Start again, you're not going to die. The Bible says in Psalm 18 verse 17, I shall not die but live to declare the works of the Lord. So you shall not die. So don't give up. Don't say, oh, I tried and it failed. I tried and it failed. Maybe I should just die. No, be like an eagle. Glory to Jesus forevermore. So if you're a spirit-led Christian, you will master spiritual principles the way an eagle has mastered the air. Proverbs 30 verse 19, the Bible says, there are a couple of things. This was the a gentleman called Agul. He was not so intelligent, but there are certain wonderful things he spoke that are spiritually correct. In verse 19, he says, there are certain things he doesn't fully understand. And he says, there are four things that he doesn't really fully understand. The way of an eagle in the air, the way of a serpent upon a rock, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with a woman. So now the way of an eagle in the air is a Christian led by the Holy Spirit, a Christian who operates on on the wings of the wind of the Holy Spirit, a Christian who is full of the Spirit of God, a Christian full of the breath of God. How does one get full of the Holy Spirit? Number one, talk in tongues. When you talk in tongues, you bubble up and the rivers of life proceed out of your belly unto everlasting life. And when you worship Jesus, you're you're filled with the Holy Spirit. When you study the Word of God, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. When you listen to me right now, you're being filled with the Holy Spirit. When you read Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, you get full of the Holy Spirit. When you speak scriptures over yourself, you get full of the Holy Spirit. When you submit each to one to another, when you submit one to another, you get full of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Glory to God. And that you find in Ephesians 5 verse 18, the Bible says, don't be drunk in wine which leads to debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to yourself in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melodies in your heart, giving thanks to God. When you say, thank you, Jesus, you get filled with the Holy Spirit. Giving thanks to God in everything, in all things, not for, but in all things, in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. And when you submit one to another in love, when you love people, you get filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, when you're full of the Holy Spirit, glory to God, then you're like an eagle in the air. Hallelujah. I can see Kamara saying amen and amen. And Apples is watching. God bless you, my dear. I love you so very much. Hallelujah. Okay, so he says in uh, Proverbs 30 verse 19 that the way he doesn't understand the way of an eagle in the air. Yeah. And then the way of a serpent upon a rock. A serpent stands for the devil and his demons. The rock stands for Jesus. And you see the rock, when the serpent is dropped by the snake eagle on a rock, it shatters. It is destroyed. 
And usually the snake eagle goes for poisonous snakes and grabs them and then aims for a rock and drops them there. So a serpent on a rock, that is the devil who has been overcome by the cross. The Bible says in Colossians 2 verse 14 that Jesus made a public display of the devil triumphing over him in his cross. Glory to God. So the eagle takes the poisonous snake. I know snakes usually eat eggs of birds. Yeah, most snakes swallow eggs of birds. So a, a snake is a big enemy of, of birds. Okay, but this eagle will grab that snake when the snake is unaware because he just swoops suddenly and grabs it and then takes it into the air. And once the snake is in the air, it just freezes. It becomes completely still. It can't move because it doesn't know how to handle spirit. That snake doesn't know how to handle those who are full of the Holy Spirit. Demons can't get you if you're full of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus forevermore. You know, last night I was in some battle. I love battles because I always win. So these demonic creatures came my way and I struck them with a fire of the Holy Spirit. You should have seen the fire. Blue fire came out of my mouth and completely burnt this thing. You know, that's what happens when we pray for you, when we're dealing with demons. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I'll explain to you a bit more in the future how we defeat the enemy in the spiritual realm. And then in the natural realm, there's just victory. There's just happiness. There's just joy. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus forevermore. So uh, we are talking about the way of a serpent on a rock. That is when a demon comes to you because you're on the solid rock. And the demon comes to you, it will be shattered and destroyed because you're on the solid rock, okay? And that rock is Jesus, hallelujah. And the way of a ship in the midst of a sea, a ship stands for the church. Remember, from the days of Moses, there was an ark, the ark of Moses, okay? Remember the ark of Moses? And then there was the, uh, um, let's start with the ark of Noah, Noah's ark. Noah's Ark stands for the church because Noah's Ark brought deliverance and salvation to the world. And after Noah's Ark, then there was the Ark of Moses, the one that brought deliverance to Moses, the one that was made of papyrus reed and pitch. And then Pharaoh's daughter saw the Ark and opened it and found Moses in there. And Pharaoh's daughter raised Moses as her own child. So that ark stood for salvation. And then there was the ark of the covenant. You see those arcs? The ark of the covenant. The one that contained the law of Moses. And on top of it was the mercy seat, which stands for grace, the grace of God. So a ship or an ark, a ship and an ark are one and the same thing, stand for salvation or the church. So the church of Jesus that proclaims salvation and the ocean stands for the world, how the church overcomes the winds, the tempests, the storms of the ocean, and still succeeds in transporting itself from one end of the ocean or the sea to the other. So that's the church that is successful and victorious in the midst of the troubles and the storms and the difficulties of the world. And then the way of a man with a woman, Jesus is the man, the woman is the church. Are you seeing that? But all this started from the way of an eagle, up in the air. Proverbs 30 verse 19. So an eagle in the air is a person full of the Holy Spirit. 
glory to God. Now, a prayerful Christian is also likened to an eagle. A person who waits upon the Lord, waiting upon the Lord, is prayer, being prayerful. And I've always encouraged you to pray in tongues. Pray in tongues consistently. That's where the power is. That's where the wisdom is. Ladies and gentlemen, by the grace of God, I know all these scriptures because I pray in tongues a lot. When I wake up in the night, I pray in tongues. In the morning, I'm, I'm, I pray in tongues. When I'm walking, I pray in tongues. When I'm waiting, I pray in tongues. I'm ever praying in tongues. And I get revelations of the things of God. So be a tongue talker. So a prayerful person is like a Christian who waits upon the Lord. And the Bible says in Isaiah 40 verse 31, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. When you pray, your strength is renewed. Dunamis, power to effect change is is renewed. So you cannot sit there feeling weak. Your body parts cannot be weak when you are prayerful. Pray until you feel strength restored to you. So those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Look at that. When you pray, you become like an eagle Christian, full of the Holy Spirit. One was mastered the wind of God. Who knows how to operate in spiritual matters like prophecy, uh, healings and deliverances and stuff like that. Glory to God. That they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Look at that. When you're full of the Holy Spirit, you're not easily made tired. You don't easily get weary. You can say, oh, I'm feeling so tired. Oh, I'm feeling so worn out. No, that is a junior Christian. A Christian who is an ego Christian. Even after they've walked the whole day, they just merely need to pray in tongues for 15 minutes minute and they feel as fresh as the morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah forevermore. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, there are angels, I told you earlier, that look exactly like eagles. They worship God by saying, holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Now, if you look at Revelations 4, verse 68, Revelations 4, verse 68, the Bible says, and before the throne, there was a sea of glass, like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. So this is a description of heaven. Heaven has a throne. And on that throne, there is a sea before the throne. There's a sea of glass like unto crystal. So before the throne, instead of ground like we know it, or a pavement as we know it, it's like a glass. It looks like a sea. It looks like an ocean. But it's all made of glass. And it looks like crystal. Okay? And the Bible says, Round about that throne, there are four beasts, four, four creatures, full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast looks like a lion. So there are angels that look exactly like a lion. And the second beast is like a calf. The second beast looks like a calf or the young one of a cow. And the third beast is like a man. And then the, the fourth beast is like a flying eagle. So these are angels. So they're angels that look exactly like lions. They don't have wings. They just look like lions. Others look like uh, cows. So you see a cow walking around. When you see a cow, you need to start thinking, oh, there are angels around. When you see a lion, you need to say, whether in a picture or in your imagination of what you need to think of angels think spiritually consistently don't think carnally think spiritually and and when you see an eagle just know oh we're dealing with angels here when you see people also know we're dealing with angels because one of them looks like a man and the bible says uh, in verse 8 and the four beasts had each of them six wings about him six stand for a man that's the number of man four is the world 
five is grace, seven is perfection, eight is a new beginning. Okay, so they had six rings about them, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And if you continue reading the scripture, when the elders hear them saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come, when they hear that, they bow down before the Lamb of God, whose name is Jesus, and they cry, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power because you created all things, and for your pleasure they were created. Hallelujah. Isn't that such a wonderful, beautiful thing? So that's what the Bible says about eagles, okay? And I want you to understand this perfectly so that when you are praying and you see a sign of an eagle, an image of an eagle, or a vision of an eagle, you immediately remember these scriptures, how God wants to elevate you and lift you up and feed you on good things so that you are hidden under the shadow of the Almighty, safe from danger, safe from the vicissitudes of life, safe from difficulties. And in the new year, you're going to be safe and secure. This is going to be a better year than ever before. You're going to overcome. I'm going to teach you on the first, on Saturday, I'll be teaching you on the message for the new year. I'll post it tomorrow, but I'll teach it on Saturday. The Saturday will be the first, okay? I'll teach it so that you get to know what to do with next year. What is the prophetic message for next year? That's what I'll be teaching you, okay? And I want you to be strong and I want you to be powerful, full of the spirit of the living God, victorious. Remember, Jesus loves you. If you made mistakes, they are forgiven. If things have been wrong in your life, they are being made right in Jesus' mighty name. You must never be guilty. You must be strong like an eagle. You're defeating demons and defeating powers of darkness in the mighty name of Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, Lord and Savior, and you want to know him so that you become like an eagle Christian, please say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you're the son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin and rose again for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I receive eternal life into my spirit. I'm now saved. I'm born from above. Glory to Jesus. All right. I want to say bye-bye right now to my podcast audience. Thank you so much for listening to this message. Please share it broadly with your friends. Favorite it. Okay, share with your friends so they can be blessed as well. My name is Joseph Helen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Bye-bye.